Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz and a slight tangent. Does that count? (laughs) Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The Football Daily on Off the Ball. Hello and welcome to Thursday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan and we'll start with news from the FAI. The association's published a strategic analysis and vision for the next 15 years. The FAI says it would take €863 million to modernise facilities and standards in the country. The report focuses on three core areas. They are grassroots, League of Ireland and international with a proposed funding approach from both public and private sources. The breakdown of the figures then of £426 million for grassroots, £390 million for League of Ireland and £47 million for international. Facility development was outlined as the number one objective in the FAI's four-year strategy released last year. One area of concern for the FAI is grassroots level for women's and girls' football due to its growth at a rapid rate, but the facilities won't be able to cater for the ongoing demand and growth. The report also details the growing reliance on the League of Ireland, especially due to a post-Brexit environment. More young players remain in Ireland. For example, only 10% of the squad at the recent European Under-17 Championships play their club football outside of Ireland. International investment would be for the development of a national football centre and high-quality facilities in order to produce competitive teams at all levels that can qualify for tournaments on a regular basis. FAI CEO Jonathan Hill said at his press conference, Irish football has suffered from underinvestment for 20 years. West Ham are celebrating winning their first major trophy in 43 years after a dramatic win in Prague last night. Jared Bones scored in the 90th minute to give the Hammers a 2-1 win over Fiorentina in the Europa Conference League final in Prague. Best feeling I've ever had in my career, the best moment. Um, and when I went through it, I had a lot of time. Um, and then it was just put put the ball away, make sure you put the ball away. And um, the keeper started to rush out of his goal. And I thought that's my moment to, to strike the ball because he couldn't then set himself. Um, and I don't know if I fell over, but then I looked up and the ball was just going in. And I was like, no, this, this is not happened. Like, I've been speaking all week to my family saying... You know, imagine imagine a last minute goal in the European final to win it. Like it's it's dream. I think I spoke about the press comment saying I'd love to score a goal. Um but to score a winner in the last minute, um to to bring this trophy to, to this club is the best the best moment of my career. That image of David Moyes running onto the pitch when Bowen scored is a moment the West Ham boss will never forget. The win also secures a place in next season's Europa League. First major silverware for David Moyes as a manager, and he celebrated by giving his winner's medal to his 87-year-old dad. Yeah, I thought that he was the first one I should get it, get it around his neck. He's uh, he's probably watched uh, a lot of things over the years and not had that moment. So I hope he's enjoying it, and I hope he can enjoy it with me later on tonight as well. Declan Rice is the man that lifted the trophy, and we wondered was it his last game for the club? This is what the West Ham captain had to say about his future after the match. Still got two years left. I know it's like a generic answer. Obviously, there's so much speculation. I see it all the time, but I can't help that. You know, that comes with playing football every day um, and doing what I do. My focus tonight and has been since the World Cup is to win this trophy and keep West Ham in the Premier League. I genuinely don't know what's happening at the minute. Uh, that's my honest answer. To read it myself is actually getting quite boring. <laughs> um, so, look, who, who knows actually what's going to happen? I think it's, it's flattering, you know, to obviously be wanted by a lot of clubs, but... Like I said, the badge on my chest tonight is West Ham. Um, I've still got two years left on my contract. You know, ultimately, 
it's up to the it's up to the people above. Wasn't really the place for Declan Rice himself to be talking about moving on, but West Ham chairman David Sullivan says the 24-year-old has played his last game for the club. Sullivan told Talksport that the England international who has two years left on his contract, was promised he could leave this summer and that three or four clubs have shown an interest. Most expect Arsenal, but it remains to be seen what the fee will be. One sour note from the game last night. West Ham have condemned the behaviour of some of their fans after objects were thrown from the stands during the game. Fiorentina captain Cristiano Baraghi was left with blood coming from his head when he was hit by an object while trying to take a corner in the first half. Liverpool have confirmed the signing of World Cup winner Alexis McAllister from Brighton. The Argentina international will make the move to Anfield on a five-year deal. The fee is believed to be around £35 million, which could rise with add-ons. Jurgen Klopp's side missed out on a place in the Champions League and it was plain for all to see that the midfield was a problem area. James Milner, Naby Keita and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain will all leave this summer, so more reinforcements in midfield are expected. McAllister, who's 24, will wear the number 10 shirt for his new club. He says the move is a dream come true. Speaking of Argentinians that wear the number 10, it was confirmed yesterday, shortly after the podcast was recorded, that Lionel Messi will join Inter Miami, the club part-owned by David Beckham, the Argentina World Cup winning captain turned down the chance to move to Saudi Arabia and his former club, Barcelona. Inter Miami recently sacked Phil Neville as manager at their bottom of the 15-team Eastern Conference in MLS. They play at a ground with a capacity of just 18,000. South American football expert Tim Vickery explains why Messi wants to play in America. It's a place he knows. He already owns property there. Um it's a nice lifestyle for him and his kids. And once he couldn't go to Barcelona, I think that this this was the obvious decision. Another deal close to completion is Jude Bellingham from Borussia Dortmund to Real Madrid. The clubs have agreed terms for the England midfielder. 19-year-old Bellingham will cost Real just over €100 million Euro initially. He's set to sign a six-year deal and Bellingham will have the medical in the next few days, which will finally bring an end to months of speculation of where he'd end up. Ireland international Will Smallbone doesn't believe the long gap between games will work against certain players when Stephen Kenny side play Greece tomorrow week. Smallbone spent the season on loan at Stoke from Southampton. It was his first full season as a senior player, one he said he really needed to prove to himself that he could do it both physically and mentally. The 23-year-old suffered a cruciate injury two years ago. It was clear to see how sharp and confident he was in the friendly against Lafayette in March, but he didn't get any minutes against France in the opening qualifier. He should expect some game time against Greece or Gibraltar. His last game in the Championship was on the 8th of May, so that'll be five weeks by the time the game in Athens comes around next week. Smallbones with the squad at a training camp in Turkey, but he believes they'll be ready for the crucial qualifier against Greece. Obviously, like you say, it's such a long break for, for us from the end of the championship season to the game. But I think the lads here at Ireland have been fantastic with us, giving us plans to, to go away over the, the start of the off-season. Then we obviously had the camp in Bristol, which I think was very beneficial for me and I'm sure for everyone else to kind of get back up to speed. And then coming out here, it's quite rare to get such a long period of time before the game. So I think this week or so out here in Turkey will put us in good stead for the game against Greece. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, quite rare on the international stage to get such a long time together. And like I say, we've got a lot of people coming from different clubs. So it's important that we all get back to uh, to understanding each other and training with each other. So I think this 10 or 11 days, I think it is, will be fantastic for us. It's been announced that every player at the Women's World Cup, which includes the Ireland squad, will be guaranteed at least €28,000 after a move by FIFA to disperse some of the prize money to individuals rather than national federations. 
Meanwhile, all 23 members of the winning team will take home €250,000 as part of the €102 million total prize pool that is around 300% more than what FIFA offered for the tournament four years ago. Member associations will also receive increased funding based on performance, with the winners taking €4 million home and delegations earning €1.45 million for participating in the group stage. Someone who will be at that tournament in July and August is Caitlin Ford, and the Australian has become the latest player to sign a new contract with Arsenal. The 28-year-old joined the Gunners in 2020, and since then she has scored 35 goals in 94 appearances. Australia, of course, in Ireland's group, and the opening game between the two is on the 20th of July. And finally, Derry City striker Colin Whelan will miss the rest of the season after suffering another serious injury. The Ireland under-21 international had looked certain to head to England last year when he was still at UCD, but he had an ACL injury in May 2022. He moved to Derry last November and made his debut in April when he came off the bench to score against Cork City. But just a few weeks later, Whelan was stretchered off during the clash against Shamrock Rovers and Derry have confirmed that after knee surgery, he won't play again this season. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from Off The Ball. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.